What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's youngin' up in here. Wow, it's probably been a while since you guys heard that. Welcome back to The Mega Late Show. I believe this is episode number 152. It has been a long hiatus since I've given you guys any content. I know Late has been recording for you guys, and hopefully people are still tuning into that. I got to admit, I have not been, so I'm not sure. I haven't even checked the feed for a long time, and, and that's nothing. Um, that's not a statement of the quality or my interest. I just kind of been going through my own things lately, focusing on other things. No podcast stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you to all the listeners who are still around. It's been about six months since I released anything. This episode that I'm about to give you guys is about that old too. I recorded this with Polly Rhymes back in maybe July. I think it's episode 152. That's what it says here. So I'm just going to keep rocking with that. And um, just an update on the channel. It, 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 for a long time, it feels it, it felt to me as though um, I just wasn't interested in doing any Mega Late Show stuff. Uh, I didn't want to reach out to any of the bigger artists here in Japan just because of the kind of COVID situation. I was hoping it would lift, but it gets better. It gets worse. And now it's getting worse again. Um, but but I, I wanted to drop this one to start the new year off right and get back on a schedule that um, that I was happy with. So here's this. Um, I've also been doing Secret House Against the World, which is where you can find videos of the Mega Late Show recordings. I think I've mentioned that in the last few episodes. But largely that is um, hip hop album reviews with Jed Axel and L Spade. Um, friends of the show the mega late show so check that out we're growing in followers we've almost got like 400 followers on it youtube got some shout outs from rap ferrera z loopers and swindle albums we reviewed so people see it people like it people know it um and i'm really passionate about that so go check that out also similar to the mega late show in fact it almost just became the mega late show i've been doing a new podcast with brooklyn terry the amazing legendary brooklyn terry of the Elite Force crew. Um, at first, he was going to step in as like another co-host, as the co-host, as the kind of in late's chair a little bit. Um, not in late's chair, but, you know, adjacent, me and him, Mike A, Mike B, and um, microphone A, microphone B. But, but we decided to do something different, so we're doing another podcast called Undocumented Tokyo. Those videos will show up on Brooklyn Terry's YouTube channel, easy to find. And um, I think I'll start posting those recordings here. We recorded two episodes, and the first episode we didn't have a name was kind of a test run. That's available. And the second one with um, Sano, episode one, technically episode one, um, with Sano, legendary graffiti artist, is going to be dropping soon. So check that out for more similar content like this. I think Brooklyn Terry and I are going to be doing maybe one or two episodes a month and really focus on making sure that the conversation is um, intriguing, compelling interesting and you know a good reflection of of our sensibilities but also we're going to plan on getting some really tremendous guests um yeah so this episode of the mega late show is uh coming to you right now thanks mega late show get into it let's get into yeah, it yeah, yeah. let's do it let me turn this up what up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Hey, what up? Welcome back. Uh, very much welcome back. It's been a whole minute. I haven't been putting out episodes. I appreciate those of you who have been patient. 
Thank you to those of you that reached out and said, what the fuck, what's going on? Uh, but yeah, welcome back. I'm Grand Mega Flowers, Master of Quality, and you know me as the host of the Mega Late Show, uh, Tokyo Hip Hop Art and Culture. If you're tuned into this album on a YouTube channel, uh, Secret House Against the World, smash the like button, subscribe, go check out the podcast elsewhere. We focus on cats who are in Japan, in Tokyo, passing through, visitors, people who are integral to the culture out here. And it's all hip hop, it's all culture, it's all art, it's all beautiful. Um, nothing hurts. So yeah, man, um, episode 152, I'm here with my man, Polly Rhyme. Oh, what up, what up? Yo, we've been homies for several years now, dog. Great. Um, I, I was thinking back to when we first were introduced to each other, and it was through uh, Kaven's writing project, Goat. You remember when we was doing that? Man, that it's it's still there, but we ain't doing it. <laughs> right, right, right. right. The articles are still yeah. up. I, we wrote a we Shouts wrote a few. Out to him. I remember the one you wrote about Kanye being your drunk uncle. Still. Or, or was it was it Drunk Uncle? It's Drunk Uncle. We okay. should bring that out because he's yeah. still the Drunk Uncle right he, now. He very much is. He got a new project dropping. I think yeah. Donda had a listening party, but I, I don't really... I don't listen to him that much to, yeah, to be so excited. Yeah, but shout out um, Chicago. I'm listening yeah. to Royce and Lupe right now. Battle. I just noticed that shit Ooh yesterday. Wee. See, you know, Dead End Hip. They were doing a podcast together, right? I don't yeah. know if they still doing a podcast together. If it's friendly as it was or whatever, but they was doing a podcast together. And then Dead End Hip Hop. I saw a couple of videos. It was like Royce versus Lupe, like who would win. And I don't know if that was like the tipping point to get them to be like, I'm dope. I'll win. And then you know. Hey, all great MCs gonna feel like they the greatest MC. Lupe was so. freestyling on Instagram and took his shirt off, and I think that was the. the is that is that, is that is that? Yeah, Lupe is a wild figure, man. He was doing karate and shit. Yeah, Royce, Royce came out with an IG and was like, "Look, man, don't ever take your shirt off rapping to me online." You know what I mean? Like that's just some whole shit. Royce is too cool for everybody, though, right? The way he always played is it always make you feel like you. You made a mistake by trying to come at him the wrong way. Hey man, like, this, it ain't grown enough for you well, to do. Listen, Royce had a bazooka. Oh, okay? shit. Have you ever seen a video of Royce with a bazooka? I no. never. Look, Detroit, I got yeah. homies in Detroit. I went up there for a battle. I never. No. I Lupe, didn't. Chicago is wild, but okay. Detroit is a whole nother thing. thing. Never been up there before. I didn't really, I didn't really love royce's music up until like bar exam too is when i started Ooh, yes. to appreciate him but i feel like he's gotten like his music has gotten better it's gotten more personable the book of ryan was a crazy album and on my Amazing. top 10 that year beautiful tracks but um to, to be honest with you if it's going like raps for raps i don't know who i'm going for in that shit i mean on the freestyle thing like lube just put out uh steve Jobs. so the first the, the first uh this was the uh, revenge of lambda so lambda 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 so Revenge of the Nerds, you know, that's what right. that was Royce yesterday. Okay. And he dropped like a six minute joint and he went in like surgically on Lupe. But Lupe like dropped a freestyle, Steve Jobs. Okay. And basically, yeah, I mean on the freestyle tip, I'm giving it to Lupe. I, I think it's whoever made it. I, I just want to see it. I want to see it go. Right. This is it's like those verses, like it's like Premier or Rizzo who wins. I don't care. I but just, in a fight, I I'm taking Royce. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know, dog. I'm taking I'm taking Royce. I feel like I feel like Lupe does Royce is a boxing fan too though. Yes. So I bet I bet you he's boxed a little bit. I don't know. I in a fight, see, Lupe probably got weapon. Yeah, he like got nunchucks. He, like he, <laughs> he probably so got like ninja Royce stars. Was like, you better take that gi off because he, he do karate. You know, Lupe do martial arts. So it, okay, but I'm going Royce with the guy a, that does a combat sport, practices a combat. Royce sport. got a bazooka. Uh, okay, so I, I don't think lyric, the fight was <laughs> lyrically, lyrically. They're, they're so they both. stylistically, yeah. they're very different. 
and the approach uh, of a, a a battle rap and 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 the invisible enemy bars has yes. to go to to Royce. Yeah, you know what I mean. Royce but is Lupe is from that cloth, but but he's also wildly creative. Yeah, and I've been I, I like you know one of my favorite MCs in, in in my consistent top five for the last 20, 20 years at least has been Aesop. And one of the only mainstream cats that yeah. I've ever seen give love to Aesop was was lupe oh yeah so i yeah. fuck with that yeah yeah so. no i mean top tier however you want to say about both of them right and lupe freestyle phenomenal i mean he he just he comes when, off the dome like like it's a red let's let's okay so i just wanted to be clear on that because there's there's camps there's camps no no he's freestyle off, I mean, is, off the dome off the dome is a rapping, whole different that's lupe a, those is, people are different animals yeah the people that can come like that are different animals. he's an alien yeah yeah that's but a, like that's, writing pinning yeah. give him a week or something like that yeah. royce then you see that that bad technician yeah. that's funny i hope i you know i've never listened to their podcast but i wonder if it's still going and shit like that yeah i, I think this is all in fun I think okay. they're just being competitive. The one thing I That's will good. say that people don't point out because somehow Mickey Fax is in the middle again, which oh, is okay. also a great MC. But the last time somebody sided with Mickey Fax, they got punched in the face. <laughs> All right? Right. Mickey Fax, Joe Button, mm. Raekwon mm. At behind Rock the Bell. We all know how that ended. Right, so, right, right. And I, I was like, man, y'all need to leave Mickey out of this. He might and not Lupe, be the best person to have you around. Lupe uh, got Mickey around. in his corner. I was like, I okay, don't okay. know. That's where I think the drama came from. But I think that, I think it's in fun. I, I, I don't think Royce punching anybody in the face over some rap shit anyways. I feel like he's so grown and he's so mature he wouldn't need to do that. No, I, you know what I mean. I think they homies, right. and I think that's why you got to get in the room together. So like they did this podcast online, they've been friends online, and eventually you just got to hang right. out. And um, I knew that when I got you in here, we was going to be on the mad rap tangents and going yeah, back and okay. forth. Hold on, let me My finish bad. introducing a couple things. First off, I want to let you guys know that all the beats in the background today are brought to you by Bugsy, Japanese beat maker. It's like you know the yeah you know you you know the vibes like he's he's amazing i've used his beat several times before um right now i'm just going through a playlist of his joints real boom bap inspired type of beat some of them a little bit down tempo but mostly boom bap type of joints from bug seat yeah so, he's amazing yeah um, I also want to let you guys know to go check out my man Aaron Cholai's new album, 16-Bit Nocturnes, which just dropped. His album, Rodenshi, was one of my favorite albums of the last five years. It's incredible. This one is mostly beats. There's a few MCs on there. I think my man Monster Freets is on there, but that's available on Bandcamp. If you like my shirt right here, go to check out to uh, forgiveeveryone.com. 20% of the proceeds of all the things you purchase will go to um, will, will go to getting people uh, out on bed. It will go to helping people who have been victimized by the prison industrial complex that we can help out. So, yeah, also, man, abolish abolish prisons, abolish the death penalty. And, and yeah, let's keep it rocking. I, I do I do want to introduce who Paulie uh, was before we got into just rap talks, because I know we could talk about rap forever. We, we from the same we basically from the same. We are from the same culture, but there, there's a, a wide swath of what is considered hip hop culture. And you and I come from the very niche underground independent four or five element i always make yes. that distinction four or five element um part of it which Word. is which is a, a a bygone era now it's like it's almost i i like to say that as a millennial who's born in 83 and graduated in 2001 i like to think that my class is probably the last class of I, i'm saying four elements just to talk about the four practices of of, yeah. of the art form For sure. the the last class of that which is a weird thing to think, you know. We had the Telecommunications Act kind of change things, and we we were underground. We we found our our home in the in in the 
the participation within the culture and not a fandom. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. We was active. We was out there. All the homies probably got you know hand styles to write their names. All the homies I, rap made beats, and everybody at the function was a, part a participatory. Um, member of the community and not so much just a fan because yeah. hip-hop inspires that right hip-hop in, in inspires you to be active within the community yeah for sure i mean i think that's what's beauty the beautiful when i say beauty the beauty of living in japan is that that still exists especially in nagoya because nagoya is kind of like the midwest right. <laughs> of you know japan so they still got battles they still bringing out the black books they still doing mass styles that that's a that's a beautiful thing about Japanese culture. Um, I I want to say in general, but a part of Japanese culture when they get into something, dog, yeah, the they art. they they do it. It's like it, it's it's almost like a costume. The way how serious that they can have a switch go off and just only do that. Whether yeah. you're whether you're a Harajuku doll girl type it's, of or you know a Bozozoku or 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 a hip hop head. Yeah, it's prime. It's prime yeah. for the culture and I think it's necessary. Like when you think about like even the DJs still with the vinyl um and they just top two and the DMC they just won because they're right, they're right. really into the art. So like if you make swords or if you make knives Ramen. or if you make tables right. They take that approach to hip hop, and that's something that I think we can appreciate as like culture bearers in the fact that they gonna be sixty rapping, and yeah, it's totally appreciate acceptable right. in in the community. Uh, and you know they doing hip hop in school, you know they doing it everywhere. And it's it's interesting, you know. There there's a lot to say about it, but like one of the things I find fascinating is that like in almost every culture center. Um, we have these cultures, I, I'm sure you probably know about, but for our listeners to explain, at, at a lot of the shopping malls and, and a lot of the city areas, the, the city buildings, they have culture centers where you can yeah. rent the room and then you can teach something, whether it's, you know, calligraphy or English. And, and that's what I do. I teach a lot of English at these culture centers. Almost every single one that I've ever been to has at least two hip hop dance classes. Yep, for sure. And they teach, they teach you know, hip hop style, freestyle, Afro um beats you know and they're like everything that you could possibly do in there and it's it's strange to me to see it so prevalent you know what i mean because i don't i don't think i've ever seen a an area in the united states that had a hip-hop dance class at a shopping mall you yeah, know what i mean there's no fear involved yeah. right so they're not afraid of our culture if anything they're embracing it much more like on top of it just being american culture it's like a culture where everyone is embraced yeah and so they look at that as like oh well unity we like unity well, <laughs> you know we into that how okay. did you i mean I, I i know you're from you're from you're from cleveland right you're yep. from cleveland from ohio cleveland. you spent a lot of time in the bay area yep. you know cutting your teeth within the hip-hop culture and i missed you i, I left it was i like left the bay right as you got to the bay so we know i think we know a lot of the same people especially right. your involvement with um you know zulu nation right right are you in are you a zulu nation member or or are you just rock with the culture i don't think you ever leave so i was in the so we started uh it was a small group of us with uh, my homeboy kusi who started the San Francisco chapter. Okay. And so there was a chapter and then that chapter got disbanded and then we brought that chapter back. So Kuzi basically went to San Jose. And so there was a right. San Jose chapter with DJ Havoc. I, I, I think then, I've met Kuzi before. Cause I know he the, was really polo dude, cats, real short Puerto right. Rican cat. Um, or Latin, you know, apocalypse. Yeah. 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 
Apocalypse, Apocalypse also homie. Zulu Nation yeah. too, and, yeah. and and we weren't tight, but you know we see each other, we dab, we we, we used to go to. The, he used to run um, uh, um, an open mic at a place yeah. called uh, Iguana's Cafecito, yeah. um, right on Third Street, I think. And I used to go there quite a bit and, yeah, and rap with homies, those cats man. and shit. All those cats, grunge and and Thunderhood and yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, Whoa, uh, abusive and shit, right? Uh, a lot of those cats. See, back then when I was in San Jose, like I wasn't actively making music, but I was trying to write graffiti. I was trying to do yep. all these things. So the elements, you know, we man. had we had our I had my artistic homie who I was rocking with uh, a lot, and we we'd be out there, and that's and it was still flourishing. Like Four Element type of shit was flourishing up until you know I left there in like 2007. Yeah, and it was still you know rocking. Yeah, and San I know Jose, it, uh, man, yeah. San Jose is full of culture. We weren't known as a hip hop city for a lot of years. Like it, it, it was, was like it was. We wouldn't get a lot of tours, especially as close to San Francisco. If a big artist was coming through, they going to San Francisco. They even yeah. Oakland before they ever hit San Jose. But we would get a high row show. We would get we would get you know cats Dre coming Dog. through. We we get living legends coming through yes. and shit every oh, once yeah, in a while. I mean, they gonna rock uh, anywhere. Crown City rockers, but you know, what I mean, people was rocking. But but yeah, man. Um, I. I there we go, another tangent. I forgot we was getting at it. Oh, oh, San how did Jose. I wanted to say how did you how did you get to Japan? Okay, so basically, uh, my wife uh, Moto, she went to school in Ohio, and we met at this place called the Spy Bar, and we just kind of hit it off. She uh, turned me on to Porter's Head and um, mm. Utada Hikaru, and then when she was uh she had a song over that same uh sting song that nas got and i was like oh this is okay. nas and she's like no this is Utada right, <laughs> and then right. i was like oh okay okay and then we just kind of hit it off she liked kung fu movies well, around she, like this I was mean, 99 okay and so it was the f actually first big show i ever opened up for a lot of us black as we ain't know about porter's head until the 2000s hey, shit, you know what did mean? not know yeah. and then i was like yo man it sounded like wu-tang yeah it's not like was dark like, trip hop type of yeah and i went around then um found out that RZA was sampling them and then mm. found out about Bjork and all this because I like Bjork. Yeah, same. And like, so I was like, okay. So we had these like common things and then, yeah, met her, ended up hitting it off and then a year later, I was like, I'm going to Japan, asking her parents for her hand in marriage. We got married quick. She's a hip hop human as well, right? Yeah, yeah. She, so She raps with the... She raps rap and sings you? and then we, had, we started a band. Um, she was helping me promote shows and... Yeah, man, we just kind of hit it Shout off. Shout out to us for marrying hip hop women and stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of a rare Yo, thing to happen sometimes, but it's, yeah, it's the truth. I, I know a few. I know a few. Shout out to my man DJ Tag. Also has a hip hop wife. Family, <laughs> like, you man. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, my and, wife is a B girl, but you know that's that's like one of the main things I was drawn. She's to. dope. Stop yeah. playing. You yeah. don't put that down. She's up yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I <laughs> mean? But like. Yeah, you know, I was a, like my introduction to hip hop culture. I mean, of course, I like the music, and my brother in laws put me on to rap music. But right. what really instilled the values of uh, of the culture to me was uh, b boying. Like yeah. I, for a while, I felt like b boys were the torchbearers. Um, we 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 carried the music. We we you know what I mean? Like it, it was it was it was some real like b boy stance shit. Yeah, I, was I mean, a I think first and foremost, that's, that's where my start was. Like my cousin Tiger, he was really into dancing. My uncle. You know, he was really into DJing in New York. My grandma lived in New York, so we go up there and just get out in the front with the boxes, with the boxes, and just break. And that was that was definitely the yeah. start of it. And then also like trying to write right. in school. You know, start with the little S and then make your name, and then yeah. get the bubble letters, <laughs> right, girl, right, you know, right. like with like these, you know. Right, right, right. And then yeah, I, I didn't start rapping until into college. Okay. Um, and I well, I said I rapped a little bit, but it was more poetry. Yeah. So I was doing poetry in high school, 
and just writing mad poetry. Okay. And then my uncle was just like, yo, I know this producer who worked with, you know, Helter Skelter. And I was like, what? And oh, he yeah? was like, and so I put together a demo on a radio show at my school. Oh, that's what's up. And then my other homeboy had a radio show and I went over there, I rapped. And then I just started rapping. And my friends was like, yo, you rap, I rap. And, then, and I started mm-hmm. finding other people, mm-hmm. but they was on another level. Like my, they was battling, you know, at this little private school in, um, called Hiram College. And then from there, yeah, we just, I was like, yo, I need to find a studio. And I remember this rock dude, he had cakewalk. He was like, you want to sound like DMX? <laughs> and so he like pulled up this DMX. And then my other dude, his name was Mr. Smothercats. He was from Canton, Ohio. And he made all Say these that name beats. name again, Smothercats? Smothercats. And he had like a Triton or something. And he was like, and he made these mm, beats. I remember when those Tritons started getting popular. Yeah. And then, um, but even before that, man, I found this drum machine. And I used to like, in the, the ceiling, we used to throw the mic. Yeah and try to sure, make sure. like raps and then yeah i just was like i'll make an album i made an album called ultraman that's how it happens man and we just, just did it, it was like yo we got an album we had tapes yeah vinyl everything i love how with hip-hop culture you could just start you know you what i mean start, yeah. you could just start you could just do it yeah and and you know we, we won't get a chance to really touch on it um too much i think but i mean you've being from cleveland you've you know a lot of the cats out there who've been bubbling and holding down the culture for a long time yeah cats like cats like illogic um uh, who else is out there copyright is out there copyrights out there blueprint is out there um yeah i mean scribble jam i mean you can go down in line but Camus is from out there too yeah yeah Yeah. hold the floor in fact man let me prism recipes to him too i mean it's a lot of homies um spitball i mean this is this is like a thing like a lot of cats who are just like like late for instance and late used to record the podcast with me shout out you know he's in atlanta and you guys if you're on the podcast feed you see his episodes come through from atlanta with um he does phone calls but like late's a hip-hop head but and, and he'll make the distinction for you too he he started off as a fan now he also he he he's rapped and so he's a participatory person right. but and he's a couple years younger but a lot of the cats that we're talking about are from this really interesting niche where we just happen to all know these people and most people have no idea who these people are unless you are participating in the culture and these yeah. people like prism like i know him i've never even gotten close to Cleveland, but we know of the music and especially with the interconnectivity of the internet, we started communicating with people, you know what I mean? So yeah, like that's the a lot of the people me, you man. know are people that I know and and s- members who are, you know, it's unquantifiably important their impact in hip hop culture, but most people wouldn't know a gift of gab. Or you know what I mean? Members. You know what I mean? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, rest in peace to gift of gab. I, yeah, when he, when uh, he, man. Yeah, it, it hurt me so much because he was such a like. It's hard to quantify his impact in hip hop culture, but it's tremendous. Tremendous. I mean, tremendous. He's, Not only that, know. one of the elite. Yeah, by far. Yes. In the history of the English language and putting words to paper in a poetic fashion, like he he is a top tier human being. I mean, quantum in general. You know, when you think about Shadow or you think about Lyrics Born or you think about Gift of Gab, Excel. I mean, you even go to Zion and you think about, I mean, you think about that whole family tree, right? right? And then you look at Living Legends and you look at Hyro. I mean, the, I mean, I'm humbled, right? To the fact that I'm even 
able to ever walk through those same places or rock those same venues or work with those same people. Um, I mean, I even think about Prism and from Prism, you know, meeting Sage Francis or Scribble Jam and meeting, you know, Jay Bird and meeting beyond like, like meeting idea when he was part of atmosphere yeah. and, you know, infinite, Eminem infinite, you know what I'm saying? Right, or right. bad meets evil. When you talk about like Royce or right. Esham and the natives, you know what I mean? Like right. those things, to they me, live, was like they, they they live in infamy, like like a yeah, scribble jam, uh, yeah. a scribble jam Aesop is like a in the black Aesop, right, <laughs> right, know? right. You know what I'm saying? Aesop rock and Aesop, Aesop you know? yeah. So, um, but but it's like they they live in infamy. But to me, these are like the the modern jazz men. Like a lot of these oh. guys walk around with a style. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like their particular style is uniquely theirs. Yeah. And there is just such a whimsical and amazing thing that like a person like Gift the Gab was able to do. Yeah, I mean, he that, is like just like pinnacle to me when you think about hip hop, but specifically West Coast hip hop. He is well, well respected. Yeah. And he loved, right. he still, I mean, he loved the art form of it. And he had people, I mean, like Jimmy Fallon and all them right. people, you know, Harry Potter, I mean, Harry Potter lyrics, was doing you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, you think about... That was about, wild to me. <laughs> I but, did not expect but that. But that is yeah. the cultural aspect of hip-hop mm -hmm. that definitely, while I moved to California, I felt like it was there. And it was yeah. all like, okay, you want to do this? There's an infrastructure. This is how you do it. Right. They weren't... People weren't trying... It wasn't like a doggy dog or crabs in a bucket. They were like, yo, get down. Right. You got talent. Yeah. You know, Akil came and did my... my, my, my um, one of my vinyl parties from like, J5. Yeah, from J5 mm -hmm. came, did it, mm -hmm. ma'am. And so that thing, he had no problem, still cool to this right. day. And from them, they bless you. And so then from them, I got those connections, and, and then I got like, okay, he's cool. So yeah. people from Japan start hitting me right, up. Right, right. And like, oh yeah, you rock it's with funny these how people, that works, man. And it, it's just culture, yeah. man. And so that's what was crazy. Like even my first demo, one of the first people to hear it was Dell. And he was at a show. He had a show in Cleveland. He had he was sitting in a corner with his little Walkman, but it was like a CD player. Yeah. I had my little CD, and I was like, he was over there, and I was like, that's Dale, my homeboy. He's like, yo, Dale, that's Dale. And I was like, I'm gonna go talk to him. Yeah. So I always talk to him. He was like, yo, what's up, man? He was like, he was like yeah, I'm, I'm opening the show for you today. And he was like, you got something? I was like, mm. what do you mean? He's like, you got a CD? And I was like, yeah, right here. And he was like, Choo -choo. put it in, and just started Dale. listening to it. And I was like, Dale, the funky hope of is my album. Yeah. And my dude was like, yeah, for people that don't you know, know, I mean, people know Dell from like Clint Eastwood, the gorillas type of shit. But for yeah. a lot of us, Dell is like top five West Coast in the oh 90s. My goodness. You see this nose piercing I got here? You know why I have that <laughs> nose piercing? Because the Catch a Bad One video, oh, I saw wow. Dell and I was like, I need yeah. to be as cool as I'm 15 years old, 14 years old. And I'm just like, who is this electrifying, Phenomenal. incredible, crazy human being? Man, like, I, I, I cherish our era of the culture so much that i don't know how children today experience the culture if they experience in this type of way they have the proximity in a sense because they've got the internet yep. so you could see royce or um name any new nba young boy you could see what he's doing on a day-to-day yeah, -day yeah. basis but there was a real wild thing to listen to somebody and and love their music and respect it and then end up at the venue with them accident like spitting on you as they rap you know what i mean to smoke a cigarette or smoke a joint with with slug or you know what i mean name anybody yeah. they were around i, I mean like 
Maybe I, you know, I was here. I was I was radio and actives fucking insurance wow. agent. That's dope. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? It's so like dope. it's so weird to be in proximity to all these people who we consider, you know, at the pinnacle of art, but are also not even well known. And they were there next to you, right. rubbing elbows. Like people love run the jewels now. They got IPA beers. They got yeah. video game sponsorships and shit. But a lot of us, we we were there when Company Flow dropped, and we were like, "Yo, LP is." crazy super yeah. unique and one of the like the pinnacles but uh, of the entire swath of hip-hop culture most of these cats who are arguing about nas or biggie or whatever in their top fives had never even heard of lp until like the second run the jewels album which is crazy and it's crazy to me <laughs> there's there I, i've always thought that there was a divide between actual hip-hop culture and the hip-hop fandom yeah and i'm not sure nowadays it's so enmeshed within each other that i don't know where the line is anymore and i'm i'm not and we've had this conversation before i'm not confident in saying whether or not something is or isn't hip-hop anymore i don't know yes. all i know is what we came from was was actual it felt like culture together because we were in the same spaces we had the same values we had the same uh, there was ethics and rules that we followed that i feel are lost in in social media now or i don't i don't even know yeah it definitely no is one. more in interpretation right like i yeah. i was really steadfast like there's definitely this and there's that but i don't know i i am moving more towards that as i see kind of my daughter grow up she's 11 her vision of hip-hop will be based on what she sees yeah. but it will be different you know but we have to you know show and prove each one teach one we have to just keep doing things yeah. like that and it's you get tired. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I used to have all these rules about like the ethics of things. Like, yeah. oh, your top five can't have him because he had a ghostwriter. Yeah, but yeah. then it's like, oh, dirty bastard was getting lyrics. You know what I mean? I mean like, Run DMC. You gotta be, yeah, I you got to be DJ crazy Kent to think S that no. that Biggie didn't take a locks line at when it was in the studio. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. The only thing that I know is that for me, hip hop culture has always deeply been a radical reaction to a certain type of social position yeah. that we had. I mean, well, you and look at Biz Markie, right? So people, rest in peace again. Biz Markie, like you look at him and these things, unfortunately in these kind of situations, but these things further solidify what the culture is, mm. right? So people are able to then go back. So I think we have to find ways of lifting up, um, our heroes are those people who are culture bears, those people who have been in the industry. And the problem is ageism. Uh, sure, you know right. what I mean? Like, so if we can get rid of the ageism and we can say, oh, this person was dope. You know, like we were, they were talking about some different things with Biz Markie and they were talking about, um, look at Rakim. Everybody always goes back to this. This happens once a year. They say, look at Rakim 19. And they play a video of him. And um, putting out, I think Eric B for Presidents when that album came out. And they're like, look at that, 1986 or something. He yeah. was rapping like this. Yeah. And that before then, they were kind of hippy hop. Like, hair, uh, what's that dude, Hannibal Burrs? He was like doing the thing on T Bone. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. It all started in the park. Yeah. And then, but you look at Rock Kim, and I'm like, that is not what we grew up on. We grew up 85, 86, like 85, I was nine years, or what was I, like 11 years old, fifth grade prime mind you know ready to receive and they was you know i'm bad was out utfo was out slick rick and the show that was all 86 85 like that era 
and they changed. And so I think, but those people deserve to have a platform right now in 2021. They still alive. Sure. Why, why Slick Rick ain't rocking? Right. He, but he bust, you know, right, it's just right. like Buster Rhymes. Right. A Buster Rhymes show will crush any show, you know, and there are right. countless people. And, and so I think they have to find a way. You, you know, you, you mentioned, you mentioned like Rakim. And even when I was. Uh, 12 years old in 90 like 95 yeah. or whatever because I was born in 83 right still when I was when I was 12 years old like I knew that like the older music was dope too but I still like the contemporary shit yeah. I had respect for all these people I knew cool G rap I knew slick Rick KRS and all of these cats were not bubbling with dope records at the time like no. who was you know um and, and, and a variety of other people I'm not like I didn't have the same reaction to the ageism. And yeah. I kind of feel like a part of that, I, I, I always go back to this so fucking often, I'm beating a dead bush of anybody that's heard the podcast more than once probably. But like that telecommunications act really changed media. And I think that one thing that is done is it is set popular black culture against each other yeah. to climb these rungs that we, we it, to, to, to kind of, give praise to the forebears and, and the pioneers is almost like diminishing yourself to some degree for a lot of these cats. Which I don't under, I don't understand why. It's, wild. it's a wild it, concept. It, it's like a, it's like the news media cycle. It's like, this is a new hot shit. If you're not with it, you, you're fucking up. This is a new hot shit to the point where we can't really just be like, yo, like as we record this today is a 20 year anniversary of Pep Love's Ascension album. Right. Oh my goodness. Fire. Like Fire. 20 years ago yes. that came out. And it's like, I'm a bump that all week. I, I know there's got to be, there's got to be a 16 year old who knows about that album. Right. For sure. I in mean, the, there's in, got in the to Bay be area, but, I'm, I'm, but, yeah. but like, I, I, it's but hard to imagine a world where we're so separated, but so together because of social media, a world where a kid is inspired by four element hip hop culture that is not, face to face rocking at a function maybe like, we need like, more I museums we need actual hip hop museums I, I feel like we need to bring back the function yeah the function we need that's the function for sure yeah. all elements get the black books out I, I, get the dance you know yeah. that is something even you know I keep going back because I live in Nagoya right I live in Aichi and so some of that has been filtering down um, but you gotta not take the money out of it but you gotta figure out a way to make the money not the prime, prime motivator. Exactly. So once we get back to that um, or find a way to do that in a modern sense, I think it will flourish. Because like what I found, like I went and did a party at Nagoya University and I was DJing, but they had an MC battle. They had a band. They had B-Boys. They had an art. They was doing T-shirts. I was like, yo, like this is like when I'm a kid. I, I just but it was in the house. But I, I don't know if we'll ever get back to it. And it's a sad thought for me. Yeah. Like look at b-boy culture right still flourishing it's bigger now than it's ever been right yeah but it's also like a microcosm into itself that is almost separated from hip-hop culture it's turning it's, into it's cricket like, or soccer you gotta it, be you gotta have money to do it, it it's like yeah and it's like the prime motivator for the big jams are to battle so they're they're cypher like yeah. the regular cyphers aren't flourishing it, it it's it's like the b-boys are never at like the fucking mc show like the rap shows like they used to be you know the graffiti artists i feel like everything is so closed off into these groups that like that overarching identity that we used to have together yeah where it was like 
oh shit, that there's graffiti in the rap video. There's, there's breaking the, the rap video. There's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like th- this is a, a community. Like I, f- I don't know if we'll ever get to that dog, and it's kind of a sad thought for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, things go in cycles. I feel. I, I mean, I'm hopeful. I don't know. I'm hopeful that post this because like hip hop thrives in a in a way when things are at its worst. You know, so we are in a period where it's really hard on people. Things. The struggle, you know, there is a different kind of struggle. So maybe out of that struggle, hip hop will rise. And these kids who have been cooped up so long, they will find ways to congregate outside of these things, you know. You, you know, I, I feel I feel kind of like I hope I have a lot of I have a lot of conversations. I watch a lot of conversations about people and, and political organizing. Right. Because yeah. um, one of my political imperatives is like to grow a coalition of leftists you know actual socialists i mean i'm I'm trying to build cadre with the anarchists with anybody who is left of capitalism and to build that cadre and to build to to get people believing that politics can change their lives and that unions are a thing that can you know help their work conditions and it's like this is almost the same conversation it's like how do we build a hip-hop cadre of people who are motivated by community you know what I mean? This individualism shit. How do we get somebody that's motivated by a community? A lot of us are. And 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 that's actually maybe a good segue into my questions uh, for you. Where? Because, man, my daughter is, is about five or six years younger than your daughter. So when I had my daughter, I already knew you online. I would see what you were doing, the books you were introducing, the conversations you were having with her, the questions that she would ask you and you'd post. Like, she asked me this question. And, 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 and you and Shucks, two hip-hop heads to the utmost you and shucks one or have been some of my shout out to shucks that's, that's yeah. my guy i haven't seen him in too long but you you guys were um like uh, uh provided a framework of the type of things that i wanted to interact with my daughter on right. and and i know that you like being a hip-hop dad is, is is really dope and i know that you're doing the right things with with your daughter but you're also an educator do you own that international school that you at? Yeah, so okay. um, it's a family business. Uh, I guess I'm more of a, I'm not a, was an entrepreneur. That's what I signed up for. I guess my whole title with the government. And then my wife, um, because she's a citizen, so she started the business. And um, yeah, man, I've been doing it almost two. Well, we it's started in our God. house, right? So we start, started with my first couple of lessons, my little homeboy Yuki and Raina and Maya. And it was a thing I wanted to just, you know, educate my daughter. But I also felt like, oh, I wanted to educate other kids because I was a teacher. Right. It's an English and I, school. And so, yeah. It's, it's an, an English, international school. So you teach in English? It's, it's an international school with a primarily English focus. And so what happens is working in an international, a traditional day school. So we call them like traditional international day school. Lots of kids um, had trouble being in English the whole day or their parents still wanted them to go to Juku or these things. So what I felt like I wanted to be the in-between between like a tra- like a Kiowa and a traditional day school. Mm-hmm. And so instead of going all day, we do these two hour programs. So okay. it's like, so two hours, you get English, you get some science, history, a little bit of math. And then we do like, you know, three or four sessions. And then you take your homework and you do kind of self-study. And then we have these other programs where you're able to come for camp and be with other teachers. And like this year for summer camp, we're going to have a teacher from Jamaica, a teacher from Kenya, 
who are also teaching and providing other services for other teachers who, so that when they're in the summer and they'll have nothing to do, they can come and teach. And so expanding that program. So it's like an international school, but it's more of an alternative. Wow, dog, that's um, Because it's also really expensive mm. to be in an international school. And so you have a lot of these preschools that. that are English. And, you know, we have like four or five preschools in Honda that are all mm. English. But once these kids leave preschool, they don't have nowhere to go. Sure. And then so the, the, you know, ACANs are doing a certain model where they're just trying to make their kind of money and do it their kind of way and have their system. Mm. So, you know, uh, they need an alternative. This, you know? I, I, first off, I just want to say that's, that's an amazing <laughs> accomplishment. That's an amazing thing to do. It's, and I, I'm yeah, quite man, happy crazy. to hear that you are teaching history. That That's I mean, science, oh, yeah, without, science yeah. is dope and everything like that. But to, to hear that you are you're providing them with something that is outside of the like predominantly you know the dominant japanese hegemonic ideological state apparatus like you're providing them with some like real dope history type of shit i imagine but how how much hip-hop culture are you infusing into these type of lessons is it is not like oh you know it started out in the park (laughs) but but like i created a hip-hop class and Mm. so i i do use music and i use i try to just engage the kids that way and then we have a library so we have like over a thousand books and then we have a bunch of hip-hop books and so you know we play music and they know i rap i show them some raps and stuff and then you know using rap and rhyme in you know class is just natural Mm. um for kids we you know start with nursery rhymes and then we go into poetry um and i usually start with haikus and then i go to limericks and like this week we're doing acrostic poems and then we just we do things and i have a bunch of movies so like they can take out fresh prince bel-air if they want to or and I'm creating a whole library of movies. So I, I do it not sometimes not so overtly and then other times I do it overtly. Mm. And then like I said, I created this hip hop class. So like I was teaching uh, some dancers like, you know, MC Light. And so they wanted they like that song, but what does that mean? Or like uh, there's a dude named Sam Ock, one of the homies he wanted to learn about that. So we broke down the song. What does that mean? And then from there, you know, I just pull different references because that's the beauty of hip hop. There's always jewels, even in some of those other songs, like we think are pop songs or something. There's still some jewels in there. We're like, oh, you need to make these connections. Mm. And so the connections also bring them back to the language and give them. My whole thing is I want them to have a love for language mm. and then be able to apply that because, you know, learning English is cool, but if you can't make the connection, then what's the point, you know? Word. Um, and then they forget. So especially kids, <laughs> right? And then you know I do like hand style. We be doing our names. We, so we, that's dope. You know we try to we try to bring it in. I'm trying to really do more of that. Um, so hopefully, like I'm doing a readers theater camp, and so we just gonna be like doing raps and stuff. How long have you had the school? Uh, so we like I said we started in the house, um, when we first got here. And then I guess three years we got the space three years ago. Okay. And then last year, in the middle of pandi- pandemic, I quit <laughs> quit my job. And then I've been working there full time. Full time. Hey, shout out Since, to you, uh, Doc. I love to see it. So yeah, we got Beautiful. we got yeah, we're like thirty five students and um, some good families who are really like looking at progressive education. And the beauty is like I also see this like one thing is like the kids where they were very skin conscious, even with themselves. Like, you don't see that no more. So they be coming up in there tanned oh, up. Hey, I, I like the that. teacher tan. They like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I got, I got a new student who, uh, she, she's like a softball player and she's always, but she brown as me, dog. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. 
And um, I noticed that. And I, I think that that's something that is also important for kids to see those role models. And they can say, well, you know. I'm trying okay. real hard to get my daughter into an international school right now. She just got a job at an international school. So nope. it's it's hoping, it's looking like we'll be able to push my daughter in there. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I, I definitely think, you know, they can get Japanese however they right. will and however they want. But being able to have that, just being around different kids too. And so like we were like, we don't live that close because Nagoya is like 30 minutes. So we don't live super close. So Maya could go when she's older, but I'm just going to build it. That's what's, that's dope. My dog. wife is dope too, so she's like, "Yeah, let's do it." Let's that's do super it. dope. Let's play one of your tracks, and then I got a couple questions I'm gonna ask you. Rapid fire. Let's let's do oh, one of your songs. If, yes. If you down for that? Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, let's see what are we do. I don't even know how long. Like I know whenever I get with you, we just start talking. I don't even remember the structure of the this show really. Be a- but but I think we're getting up to about an hour of recording. So let's play a song, and then I got like a, a couple rapid fire questions I'm cool. gonna ask you. All right. So this is uh, I'm gonna play a song. One of my collaborations. My homie Crazy T, who is in Yamanashi. All right. And uh, Duke's up. Uh, we shot this uh, video. Oh, you shot the video? Architect. Yeah. The flow is crude oil while I'm covered in this blue soil. Earthworm gym, I'm cooking, let the brew boil. Toil and trouble, I'm royal and humble. Telescopes can't see me when I'm floating, looking down upon your blue bubble. Stay humble, but literally above you. So when I smack you in the face, that means I love you. I'm playing, do really? I need to check myself. I'm seeing someone, but I think I need some extra help. Stuck between this weed and these cheese doodles. My life is Mega Man and Japanese noodles. Finest bread poodle, my cat is so bald. In the dark room with a cigar, seeming Bolivar. All the dark, drunk, driving, bumping Lincoln Park. Persian rugs, bare skins, and that make us mark. A little Terrence McKenna to pick my brain apart. Mm, Terrence McKenna. I knew you was going to I used to be big on that. Psychedelic hallucinogens is a form of consciousness expanding. I heard them balls, fronting stars, just looking for shine. Read the pen that bulletproof, what kind of blade with the rhyme? Demigod, half blood, the DNA for the future. Mass appeal underground, NPR with some shooters. Never shy from the past, life was full of aggression. Not because I chant daily competition, I stress it. Pop a tape like the shine and help the skelter with these. My little brother, now a father, Drake, stay with the heat. Tone ride around the city, Wayne, still a beast. Boat cotter for you rookies, roller decks never sleep. Made it in the Midwest like Essence and Quinn. Mick Blicks, rimming NY, lock it down like them kids who might skate through the park and be dangerous from you. The Pac-Man of this rap ain't bits for you dudes. Double up like Mondays with pachinko bucks. Use a peach, I'm hell trained. Still he cheat me up. You got a dope voice, Doc. That's one of Thank my favorite. I like your vocal tone. It took a while to get Yeah. But I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's just like... You've made tracks with like One Way also of... Uh, oh, my goodness. Yes. One Way, A-N-T and those cats, yeah? Oh, man. So like... One way, now he just got a radio show. Shouts out to One Way, him and my dude most K-A-L-W. He just became the music director. Oh, dope. He's not only a dope MC, like off the top, freestyle, yeah. crazy. I've seen it he's live a, action, yeah. He's he's a dope DJ. Yeah. He I mean he does everything. I mean he's I like, was I was in a few uh rap ciphers with One Way and A T back in the day. Him, Kiwi from uh Native Guns, like all them dudes like I hung out with and um still I talked to One Way not too long ago, like a couple days ago. Just like 
I don't know him like I don't know him like that, but I mean, I used to go to their shows and those type of things emerge. You know, no, I mean, I mean it's yeah. natural. Like it's yeah, just yeah. you know, some people Part just you know have it in them, and um, I really feel like. Yeah, I'll okay. put on some beats again. Put on some Thanks beats. for sharing that, dog. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, did I play this one already? Let me just. Yeah, but um. Let's, but let's yeah, keep man. It moving. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's one of those I, things where I just feel fortunate, man. I've I've definitely made a lot of connections via the culture, and that's why it's so dear to me. I feel you, like my life. You I, know, I, you know, I change. Dave, Dave Chappelle has that joke where he's talking about uh, Kramer. <laughs> bombing when kramer was oh, yeah. dropping the m-bomb and shit he, yeah. and when dave was watching he was like damn and he says at a moment he says that's when i realized that maybe i'm more comedian than i am black because his first thought was like damn kramer you're having a rough set you know instead of the racism being first and foremost pronounced and and i, I thought that was a funny joke because you know dave's spell is funny but a lot of times in my life i felt more hip-hop than any other like essential aspect of of my life you know what i mean i feel more hip-hop than i than i do like man or more hip-hop than i do like filipino or black or a lot of times like hip-hop it feels like it's so infused into my identity that every single aspect about it has informed my life my political thoughts have been informed by hip-hop like my thoughts on like parenting and fatherhood and the reaction to capitalism have been informed by hip-hop it's been my greatest teacher and it truly is the culture that shaped me to be who i am more than anything in without a, a doubt 100 percent. i mean i totally feel you i mean i definitely are, are we that i am hip-hop culture are we, we those are. guys i mean we we, i mean guys, right? i mean we've been taught to be that way i think and also too when you look at the foundations and how it's been passed on especially up until like you say like that cutoff right generation that's what we grew up and we grew up with that identity i mean it's i was sitting in a in a room at a table full of people who are getting their you know master's degrees and yeah. all this other stuff i was a hall director at the school and they were like doing this identity thing what are you and they're like yeah i'm this and i'm that and i'm from here and I'm that and this is like what 98 i'm like i'm hip-hop and the room just got quiet and like all the black people looking at me like what's going on and people looking white people looking at me like this and i was like that's me that's yeah. my identity that's how i identify mm. and of course i'm black i'm you know from you know united states and i you know yeah. people from africa These all places, this, you know. right right but as far as like who i am as a person yeah. how do i move as an educator how do i move as a business person how do i move as a father how do i move as a human it's right. hip-hop you know yeah it's you know and and you have to go even further under you know that you know like you gotta go to the lessons you know what i mean so like even when we got the book of life from africa bambada and beyond him because you know he is whatever i tried to talk to people because people always ask me about zulu nation and i have to say you have to look beyond that person and you have to look at the culture and what we stand for and the principles that were laid out and so for me the, those principles are important the culture is important those elements are right. important when i mourn for biz markey is from hip-hop and that's beyond uh, you know whoever started the zulu nation or whoever started the culture when i mourn for gift of gab when i see you when i talk to you and we talk about these things and i'm up at 12 30 listening to akai you know what i'm saying like yo i'm, I'm listening you know that's culture you know what yeah. i mean that that's something we connect with you know, when my daughter come in here and she's looking around, she's sizing the room up like it, 
does this check the hip hop boxes? Because <laughs> right. that's what she's doing, sure. you know. But that's what she that's how right. she lives. And, you know, for her, she might not identify that, but for sure she know her father identifies yeah. that way. And my wife will even say sometimes, that's not hip hop. <laughs> you know, like, what you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so because she, she knows where to get me. So, yeah, I mean, that's totally appropriate, yeah. man. And, um, yeah, I don't I don't think I, I would like to see more people get back to saying that. And also being responsible for saying that. I think mm -hmm. there's one thing to say, like, I'm hip-hop, but you have a certain responsibility, right? There's a certain ethos with that. Like, I take responsibility for what I deem to be the culture and what I'm bringing forth as the culture, what I'm creating within the culture, what I'm passing on through the culture, and not just from a business standpoint. Right. So, Power yeah. dog, we out here, man. I, I love, yes. I love when we get up to talk. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, food, clothing, shelter. Uh, the After this, love, peace, and happiness. That's right. Uh, I, I got a couple. I, I got a couple questions that I want to. Uh, oh, that I yes, want to hit question. you with. I'm sorry. Up, we, all right. We just talking. So no, these are kind of rapid. Homie. I love this dude. Okay. We, we'll 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 talk all day. Actually, we should probably start a podcast ourselves. But do it. Uh, um. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Moto Nice. Yes, the blog. We, it's we, doing well actually I, I every day i can't write right now every, every, i cannot do anything you know right what's now. crazy every yeah. day people go there so whatever Is we have right? put there okay. we get we get somebody signing up almost every day i, I, I looked at the, i looked at the metrics and you know a couple of the articles and stuff was uh no, articles, gonna read and shit. It, so i was like i was like i just don't got it in me right now but you guys go i i, I usually pump it and, and talk about it on every episode but yeah multiple yes, nice um is our blog follow that we well, Polly's been keeping it up, but I haven't done anything in months. So uh, I'll, I'll try to get back to that once I get back to reading yeah, and writing. It's, it's a living document, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't. I, I think that's that thing. Like whenever you feel it's it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It's I'll, not. I'll post the podcast there. on there. Yes, is what I need post to do. And then maybe that'll get me back in a rhythm. I want to do K Swift. He's doing um, a t uh, not a TV show. He's doing like a mixed show, and I've been posting that. And I'm just okay. trying to post culture things on there. So I think like the podcast is definitely even the old episodes. We got to give our throwback on. Like in terms of content, that's what I want to see. And then my homeboy Bayshawn in Akron, he's gonna start doing stuff because he got like a hip hop organization out there. Um, and then I just been on the IG too, the mo okay. the Moto Nice IG, been okay, real okay. well. And I'm um, there's like a Japanese lyric, couple sites that I've been like just checking out, some Boomback Nation and stuff. But okay, yeah, Moto that. Nice. But yeah, you say you have some questions. I do, I do. Um, uh, what was your first album that you ever purchased with your own money? Do you remember the first? album that i ever purchased with my own money i remember mine man so my cousin tiger he was really into hip-hop like and he was like two years older than me so he definitely had like king what was it king t and he had um he was really into trap called quest it was, it was like that so i i think man my first album i don't know that's a good one okay. it had to be I feel like it, the first thing I ever heard was a show, and then like I kept, I was like, "This is mine. It's final." I don't know if I bought it though. I think my mm. mother bought it. Okay. I, I feel like I feel like it was like Tupac, strictly for my niggas or something like my that. My two was like very much me. I got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three soundtrack, yeah, but I got it the hard. same day. I Shout got the Chronic by Dr. Dre. Yo, Dr. Dre's The Chronic and Ninja Turtles is kind of my whole life trajectory. Yeah, I mean maybe N.W.A. I think NWA, but like I like I live with my cousins and I live kind of so like everybody was buying stuff like so we had my grandma had one of those like wood 
turntables. It had like the speaker was oh, this yeah, side, yeah. and then here, and so we had mad vinyl. Shout out the home, the home stereo systems, man. Yeah, she had the plastic. Yeah. On, on the couches and everything, you know, it's like why why you got white couches? You know what I'm saying? With red, you know what I'm saying? Carpet, it was crazy. But yeah, maybe the show, maybe the okay. Show. Um, what about uh, what album reminds you most of high school? When you think of high school hip hop, what what album springs to mind? Ninety three till infinity. I mean, I was gonna wear that ninety three till infinity shirt today. Actually, I mean, high road with you. Um, but also. Yeah, so we was in the club, so they had the teen clubs, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. They I used mean, to I, I mean we used to skate rings. Future and your yeah. fronting, MC yeah. Breed. Um I mean Tupac definitely was probably there. Cause I I, I graduated in ninety three. Okay. So like right before that age with like Wu Tang and all that. So like my first year in college, like ninety four, it was amazing. Sure, it's gotta be. Like ninety three, ninety four, like yeah. my, it I was like it was crazy. Right. And then like all that stuff started coming out, and I think we was a little bit late too, cause they're like video music box, right? Stuff like that. But I mean, still like I remember EPMD, K Solo, people were still doing that like at the beginning of high school. Um, DOS Effects. I mean, it was it was like Wu was Keith settling Murray. in there. Yeah, like, like just getting. But I so I bought the Prince Rakim. And I uh, bought okay. the words from the genius. Uh, I actually had words of the genius. Yeah, too. I got that. Yeah. I still got that. I so haven't like, heard that since the nineties, probably. Yeah, so I don't know if I need to. But yeah, or Domino. Here we go. Here we go. Shout out to Domino, man, <laughs> real West Coast okay, legend. Yes. He was out there um, at the another good life. level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The nonce. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the, those things. So yeah, because cause we was like, you know, you're trying to do your thing. You play. I played football. We still out there, but then. That kind of underground was just like mm. peaking my interest. And I think because of Tribe, because of Native Tongues and all those things, I really, you know, grew up on that right. stuff. And so I mean, if you wanted to find the creative stuff at a certain point, you had to look elsewhere yeah. and from BET, the mainstream. Right. They had yeah. Rap City. Yeah. So I remember, you know, this is a I think it's like the twenty two year anniversary of um Fun Crusher Plus, something like that, right? And I remember back when Joe Claire used to host um uh Rap City, they played uh, and to end burners from Company Flow, and I was like, "Who the, who is who is this? Who is that? Who is this?" You say that? And 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 uh, after that, you know, I was I was a fan forever. But I found out it's weird to think that I found out about Company Flow from BET. It's such a different era. Um, favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? Jizza. Oh, we did this before. Jizza. Okay. Um, favorite member of the hier- uh, Hieroglyphics Crew? Difficult, right? My favorite Difficult. member of. Hi-Ro? For me, the Ty- easy answer. Oh, like, used can I tell you a story? Okay. All right, Tajay, right? So I got I got different mm. stories with Hyrule just because Tajay came to Cleveland. Sure. It was him, Grand Agent, Campolo. They did a show with us. Oh no and shit! It was it was amazing because Grand Agent, uh, he like blew up in Germany and he was like just and he sent me all this vinyl. I remember, and I, was, I could never do a show with him. And he finally, I think he moved back or something like that. And Soul Spasm, they was all doing the stuff. So anyway, this dude Tajay, we at in front of the venue, like they had like a little. Not like a gang con, but they had like a little thing. We standing there, and he drops down to his knee. We talking about hip hop something. He drops down to his knees, and I hear, and he stands back up. And I'm like, what? And then we go back inside, and the lady from the venue come on. She was like, who tagged the front of my thing? <laughs> and I was like, and he laughed. He was like, he was he laughed. And I, that's my Tajay story. So that's hey. why he is Shout out to probably Tajay. my favorite. I mean, De- you know, obviously Dale. But 
I mean, I got different yeah. stories of OPO. Sure. I got a story of OPO. Like, I, you know, just like him freestyling crazy. O- OPO is also underrated on the production side. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, underrated. Oakland Blackouts a- a- is plus, him, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I like, think, yeah. Um, okay. Festo, uh, I mean. Uh, who is whack in Hyro? The answer is nobody is whack yeah. in Hieroglyphics Crew. At any different day, Never. they used to change. Like, I, I was a huge Casual fan. I thought Casual's voice was crazy. Casual, but, more than me. I was about to speak Komet or whatever. He was how me on. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely had a vocabulary. I was like, what is you saying? He used to be on Twitter just like, Netadru. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, he's deep. Yeah, but yeah. rapping, yo, Casual. What yes. about um your, your favorite movie in the last five years? Ooh, favorite movie in the last five years. Man. I was thinking about it today as I wrote this question down, and mine might be The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I, I really see that. I, see I that. really love that movie. I just think it's a beautiful and surreal type of flick. And I'm, the story is just it's interesting. I'm really I've been into Mar I can't lie, Mom. I love Marvel, man. Endgame probably was Black, I, I love mean, that I, game too, Doc. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that, I love. I'm a huge mo- fan of the movies too. I, I was in tears. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, this is too much, man." Yeah. I, d- I definitely, style wise, I love Black Panther. I wouldn't say that was mm. my favorite movie, but yeah, probably. I, I like Black Panther, but to be honest with you, it's not on my top five Marvel. Yeah, films, no, man. no, no, no. I like it. I like what it was like. I'm we old went, school X Men. Like I have my watching the X Men. Yeah. I like those movies. Um, I Halle like the Berry. old Spider-Man, the Raimi Spider-Man films. Yeah, we sound like I'm a big fan of Spider-Man too. That might be my favorite comic book movie of all time. Yeah, I know there's better movies out there. I'm just not thinking because that's man, all good. Netflix really just got me Ch- change your whole shit up, right? Yeah, man. Like, you don't even realize you're watching movies I'm just sometimes. Consuming you know. films. Like, what about your favorite album in the last five years? That's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to think about mine, and I don't really have an answer, a single answer. I got my favorites that I've uh, some of my favorites from this year, but yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, same thing. I'm consuming so much music. I, Benny the Butcher comes to mind. Like, sure, I could pick one of his albums. It's probably my favorite and what I listen to on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know what is my favorite album. That's last five years. What's yours? Maybe my man Aaron Cholai's album Raw Denshi is up there. Um, I, I really, I really like a few albums this year. I like the new, um, I like the new Haram album from Arm and Hammer a lot. That shit yeah, hits for me. That's a great album. Last year I liked the Purple uh, Moonlight Pages. Um, oh, that was hard. Malibu, Anderson Pop. Is that five years? Oh yeah, it's got to be right. It might be right on the. Cutoff. Oh no 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 no. That's 2016. Nah. Yeah, yeah that's that's not. I love that album though. You think Kendrick's gonna drop this year? Um, I don't know. Does he have to? I don't know. It's been a couple years, man. I, Damn, I, came out like four years ago, right? I feel, I feel like I can still listen to Kendrick. You see, I got hella Benny right here. The plugs I met, burden of proof. This dude got that Tana big Talk three. Oh. oh yeah, I got some crazy, but um, yeah. I mean, I hope so. But that. I love Kendrick. I think Kendrick's yeah. dope. But he like turned Kendrick me on to Terrence Martin, which I really like Terrence Martin. Um, Thundercat, you know, yeah. um, which then made me go back and listen to Mac Miller. Well, I think, you know, even his, after he died, his, the album he put out was it Circles, I think was a dope album. Um, 
you know, Alchemist been killing it. Boldy James. Alchemist is um, Alchemist is probably top three producer for me. I love Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, he makes you listen to things that you maybe wouldn't even like. He just you just hear it sonically. You be like, yo, this is amazing. I don't know if I would just put it, but because the variety of artists that he's worked with, dog, is crazy. Like he be with the deepest underground cats. You know, fucking Casuals' biggest track is probably off that Alchemist beat. And, you know, he's just been rocking with Evidence and all of these underground cats. Yeah, but also just put out a new joint. The most popular cats out. Like, he, he comes off of working with Griselda and then works with, like, Arm & Hammer. Yeah, you know? I really, man, Griselda has really done amazing things. I mean, they even, yeah. I, I really appreciate it because I've been to Buffalo. You know, my manager was, was in Buffalo. I was born in Buffalo. Yeah. But I don't know shit here. about it. And it's yeah. it's that it's that it's Griselda, <laughs> but um, I think I'm just getting. I feel like I'm getting burnt out because it feels so oversaturated. I can't tell you songs from any of their individual albums because they come out with an album. Last year they came out with an album like every single month. Yeah, Conway got a new. Yeah. He got like three albums. Yeah, <laughs> they, it, it's just difficult to follow along. I, I appreciate yeah. it because yeah. it allows you to then say, okay, well. Like, especially in the whole idea of playlists yeah. and things. Like, I'm using lots of iTunes, and I just let things play, and I get turned on to a lot more music. I mean, I knew who Bodie James was, but it made me go back because mm. of that connection to Alchemist, and I love Al yeah. uh, like Alchemist. so dope. And then, yeah, I was just like, yo, I'm going to go check this out. And um, I feel like Mac, was it Mac Hami? That album is phenomenal. Is it Mac or is it Mock? I've it's always pronounced. I always pronounce like it. One, I, you're two, not the yeah. first person I heard say I Mac say though. Mac. I've heard a lot of people say Mac. Yeah, I think it's so Mock. I always pronounce it Mock, but I don't know if it's Mac Hami or Mock Hami. Yeah. So I like, like I like Mock a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I thought those. Pray for those, Haiti was hard. Yeah. Phenomenal. And but yeah, I, I wish I could sit with it more. I wish I could listen to it. I should I should go back and listen yeah. to it. Um, and then I'm, you know, I'm listening to a lot of Japanese music because I'm DJing and stuff sure. like that too. So, like this girl Eerie, she's just amazing um, from Tokyo, and she raps, she sings, she makes beats. Mm -hmm. uh, this girl, I think her name is G Rena or Jane Rena. She's dope. Um, that kid Dopeness is obviously dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of stuff out there. Um, but yeah, Griselda, Griselda been holding it down. It, it worries me though because well it doesn't worry me i guess you will just always go back and if you like it you'll go back and listen to it but i feel as an artist man like man, i need to put out something new <laughs> you know and yeah i don't they are the output is a, ubiquitous level. dog their shit is like what the thing is is like the, the quality never really fluctuates right it's like all the same quality level of quality beats all the same level of quality lyrics and it's just like good you know what i mean yeah. it's not nothing is ever like yo this is the best or yo this is whack Every, everything is just to me like this is a, a steady trajectory of just dope and but that's that's really an amazing accomplishment but i think they're you know we were talking about this day like some people the process is different. Like they're looking at this like it's a business, it's a job. I'm oh yeah. A, I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm going into the studio, right. eight hours. I'm gonna record thirty songs. I'm gonna stay in the pocket. Right. And I'm just gonna rap. Right. And I'm gonna turn that into something else. Right. And so. How can I make this album sound different enough from the last project? What is an approach that we could take to it while still being myself? Yeah. It's for yeah. it's formula. Yeah. And not that it's a bad formula, but it is you. Like man, um, and they're not really tripping because like when I write, I be like, did I say this or did I say something? Like I want to do something 
but I don't think they thinking like that. They'd be like, yo, what is the size of dope? Yeah, and um, and also I know, the pen game is just all of them are like yeah. I mean they're they they probably could write a movie. Westside Westside Gun is very swaggy, but it's entertaining yeah. swaggy. Yeah, you know. Well, so he is a performer, right? So he's performing. He's not really looking to right. beat you over the head with the lyrics and stuff. You you are into that character. Yeah, and he's that's like, why I, he might be my favorite just because I like I have fun know, listening. He's to old. He's he, old, dirty. He say a lot of things that it's like, yo, this is some real like bougie rap that I have no idea what clothing yo. brand you're talking about. But yo, it's entertaining to me. Yeah, you know he got the whole boom, like, boom, boom, boom. When boom. you think about old dirty, you think about old dirty bastard, who's to me one of like my he's top he's top ten for me. Oh yeah, he was a character. And Indeed. he would just freestyle and he'd do things, but he'd do it in a way he had a picture. Right. And he could do it. I, I it's mean, almost an outsider MC. Like uh, his yeah. approach to it is uh, vastly. Di- there, it's a, he's a unique human being in that regard. Like yeah. nobody really sounds like him, even if you try. Oh, so, you got more well, questions? No, no, we done, dog. We we, we done. Um, I, I, I definitely went over the recording time that I usually do, <gasps> which I was trying to keep short today. But oh, my you know, bad. I, I knew we'd be good. Um, yeah, Mega Late Show episode 152. Where can we find you at? Oh, just polyrhyme. Polyrhyme.com. Polyrhyme on all social media. Find me in those Aichi streets. I'm trying to get outside more. That's what I'm doing. Trying to do some exercise. Lose some. I ain't going to never oh lose God, weight, dog. but trying I, to. I, I feel you on that. We'll figure it out. Figure we'll figure it out. it out. At least we got who, healthcare out here. We'll this? figure who it out. Oh, that's my homie Keen. You don't know Keen. Keen is the one that gave Avery DuVernay a lot of the footage for the Good Life Cafe joint. He's a videographer and a person, a hip-hop historian. But he also does these plaster, um, uh, these acrylic pieces. And he designed this album cover here, which was for the Japan-only release of Radio Inactive's Pyramid album. But wow. he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a West Coast underground head. So he's got videos of Micah 9 and all those cats from like 92, 91. Yo, man, I got anything. a short list of yeah. people I want to rap with. Yeah, and I, I'm going to like that's my dream. Like I have like these five or six people like I want to do songs with, and um, I'm hoping that I I will do that. And I think like when I think about like Grouch, mm. I would love to do a song with Grouch. Grouch is still fire. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would love to do a song with AC Alone. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know I think like if. If I don't know, this, this, those are to me more possible. Akil is somebody I would like to do a show sure. with. I think a, um, a lot of those cats, especially from the part of the culture you come from, would be down to do it. They'll probably ask for payment these days, but you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And break yeah, bread. Got to yeah, break bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but lots of people want to come to Japan. Indeed, that's that's why I be getting them on my podcast. Like they don't know that I'm not like big. Like I I have people on this podcast that should have never been in this room. Really, you is big. Like you Marley big. Marley Mall being in my house for like six hours was crazy that to me. That is like, phenomenal, dog. Like what are you doing here? But thanks, man. He was the nicest dude ever. I couldn't believe it. Yo, that's a yeah. life experience. It, it's one of the my most surreal hip hop experiences. You talking about a guy that like basically created the formula for like hip-hop production yeah you know what i mean it's like my man was like fuck it i'm just gonna sample a single drum hit here and then i'll plug it in and this is like next thing you know like fucking 40 years later and shit we we still well what is like 30 years 35 years late about 30 some odd years later we we here so yeah so he would you say he was he was the biggest or who do you i don't know it kind of depends on what you think like some people would say G. I'm a, like the 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 thing about it is like I had Ali Shahid Muhammad is probably like oh, the yeah, most yeah, popular yeah, yeah. person yeah, yeah. that's ever been on a podcast. I would might say, 
um, which is why I continue to use them for the drop. But, which you know, it, it depends on who it is. Drop. Like, my sister doesn't know Marley Mall like that. My sister doesn't know G. Yamazawa, but she'll know India Davenport. You know, yeah. she'll think that that's huge. So That yeah. is huge. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I respect. The, the, the thing for me is, like, like I've never tried to get, like, big artists. Sometimes they just come yeah. come through. Like, for, for Cactus in a Nerd Hop, they're going to see Mega Ran and be like, oh, my God. Like, he's on the Mount Rushmore rap for nerdcore. You know what I mean? Man, Which I don't you, like you, that his name, story yeah. is amazing. I read his book. Oh, yeah? I didn't pick it up, but it's, I, I want to it. It's worth it. He's amazing. Yeah. Dog, he's amazing. He like, gives me hope. Now he's super cool. On top of that, he's just so yeah, he's a on good dude. point with all of the things he does. Like, never a wag verse, always fire. Just, he's an educator. Like, yep. man, he, he's dope. But um, like I said, we can go on yeah, forever. Yeah, we go forever. Sorry. Mega Late Show, episode 152. The I'm best. happy to be recording again. I'm going to get more content for you shortly. Peace. Peace. Let me turn this up. Bug seat on the beats. <laughs>